this is my opinion, I think sometimes entrepreneurs and investors give too much credit to investors as if they and as if we are some sort of geniuses or have some sort of key to something that they don't. And it's not true. That was Arlen Hamilton, founder and managing partner at Backstage Capital. Arlen shared her story with us at 3686 Entrepreneurship Festival to talk about why she is focused on the opportunity to invest in underestimated founders, but also why venture capital as an industry needs to evolve. You're listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a podcast from Launch Tennessee dedicated to entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. Launch Tennessee is a public-private partnership that supports entrepreneurs from ideation to exit. And the vision is real simple. Make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. Tennessee is one of the few states with an entrepreneur resource infrastructure operating at the state level, collaborating with over 30 partners in industries such as healthcare, life science, energy, logistics, music, and more. In this episode, Arlen shares why investing in underestimated entrepreneurs is not a charity effort. It's a smart business move. Your dollar goes further. There is a, there's a drive that's there. There is no safety net for the majority of these founders. Not all, but for the majority, there is no safety net. So they are, they're in it to, to win it. This show highlights stories of entrepreneurs and thought leaders like Arlen and the resources available at the upcoming 3686 Entrepreneurship Festival. I'm your host, Clark Buckner. We've got a few episodes left on this season as we lead up to 3686 Entrepreneurship Festival. Cannot wait. Be sure to get your tickets and to listen to more stories like this at launchtn.org podcast. Now let's jump into our interview with Arlen, where she kicks off the conversation talking about her why. I think, you know, as much as I say it and as much as I go around the country talking about it, I still notice it kind of almost every day is that people still think a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people still think of putting any kind of capital behind non-white men. Honestly, Mm. they still think of it Mm. as this is a good thing that I'm doing. This is like a philanthropic thing that I'm doing that is um, it's separate from everything else I'm doing. This other thing over here, this is serious. And this thing over here, this is for the women. And this is for the black and brown people. And, you know, and I, I've been talking about this for years. And it's, so it surprises me that we're still having that conversation. And it's still being, you know, uh, thought of in that way by a lot of people. And it's not, a t- it's not terrible, you know, I'm not mad at anyone for thinking of it like that. But it does put that person, that investor, at a disadvantage because they're, they're not thinking of it in a way that is, has an edge to it. They're thinking of it like everyone else, right? Don't you want to kind of get ahead of the class and think of it in a little sharper uh, aperture? And so um, I would just implore anyone who's listening who, who maybe is... A guy, you know, a guy with some money who's investing, and and I mean, you know, think about being a catalyst, just like what we're doing at backstage. Like if you see what I'm doing and you think it's interesting, or oh, that's kind of cool, she built that. You can do that too. You can do that too, and you'll and that kind of makes you part of history when you do that. 
So you started in 2015. Officially, yeah. Officially. I know there's a whole kind of backstory behind yeah. that. Yeah. That. So I started investing in 2015. 2015, and since then made 100 investments. That's right. Since September 2015. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you ever like? I know you're moving and you're traveling all the time, mm-hmm. and I know there's a lot of sleep deprivation, mm-hmm. and you're going from city to city. But does that? I mean, I guess that sinks in at this point, right? It, yeah, it's not because of the travel that it wouldn't sink in. It's more that most of the things that have happened in the last three years have taken about six to 12 months to hit me once they happen, right? Okay. It's just like things are happening really fast. Things are growing pretty fast, even though I'm in the trenches every day. It's not as fast as it is for other people. And, or, you know, I'm from the outside looking in. And it's, some of it is just like surreal. So we announced the 100th company and we made our 100th investment in May of this year, 2018. And I'm, it's still, like when you said it out loud, and I hear it almost every day, it's still like 100. That's what I set out to do. Wow, we did that, cool. Yeah, I still feel that. Right, I, we got the chance to talk with Stephanie Cummings earlier today from Please Assist Yay. Me. and. She was talking about not it's not about the underrepresented, but it's the underestimated. Yeah. And she was definitely giving a nod to hacking the system and all yeah. the things that she's done. And so that really fits into that mindset. When you were saying this a moment ago, investors are really they're missing an opportunity. Right. Because right. this money can go so much further. It can go further, and it, you know, and this is again, this is like you know, not it's not representative of everyone. Like not just because you're you know a black founder, you're you fit this particular profile, but just in general because of how founders are looked at. Yeah, your your dollar does go far further because the founder is doing so much more with so, so little because they had to, and so your dollar goes further. There is a there's a drive that's there. There is no safety net for the majority of these founders. Not all, but for the majority, there is no safety net. So they are, they're in it to to win it. You know, it's not like oh, we'll give this a try for a couple of years. We'll raise some money. If we don't have a return to our investors, no biggie. You know, we'll try something else. Sometimes that happens in other founders. It doesn't happen with all. Um, but yeah, I just think that, that that's that. It's also like um, an exciting um, spirit, an exciting attitude that comes with it too, because they have a lot to prove. And I say they also mean me, I, you know, I consider myself an entrepreneur. Well, yeah. So that's, it's Definitely. coming from that point of view too. Let's, I would love to talk with you about it's about damn time fun. Yeah, let's do it. So that's, you're aiming to do two to three investments by the end of 2018. That's right. We're recording this. It's, you know, we're uh, late summer, 2018. Yeah, yeah. So how's, how's that going? How's the, the next year shaping up? Yeah. So it, I feel like you took your first you know, huge step with 100 companies, a huge step. Yeah, it's but huge. But now you're kind of taken to a whole new level. Yeah. So what... What is, what can well, I walk me through this? Yeah, so backstage, we just in general, we have a couple of things that we're working on that are kind of major things that are the next step. This is one of them, this fund that I announced uh, in late spring that will invest a million dollars at a time in black women-founded fun, uh, companies. 
we will make our first two to three announcements by the end of this year. That's not to say that we won't invest in more, but we'll make the announcements of the first two to three by the by the end of the year. Um, it's going well. We are in um, you know ninety five percent complete on our diligence of the first two, which we've been in for about three months. Uh, it's a big. It's a much different. Um, diligence process then we went and please assist me is a great example because we met please assist me at a demo day I met them uh, with Christy my investment partner in Chacho uh, our apprentice who's here as well we met them that day and we're so impressed that you know we said yeah 25k on the spot um, but for the million you know it's a different size fund it's a much larger fund than we've ever had under management and different types of investors who are backing that fund. And there's a lot more to think about. Um, and it's it's not to say though that, um, I'll just say this, uh, at least one of the companies will be from our current portfolio. Okay. So it, we, I feel like we made some great bets to begin with. That's great. I've heard you say from time to time along the lines of it's good business and good sense to invest in people of color, LGBT people and women. And today, so you're going to be soon speaking at the Jump Fund Women's Lounge. Yeah. Speaking to primarily a lot of women founders, entrepreneurs. What's your message to them? I don't know if I have a message for them because they get it. <laughs> you know, they, they get it because they live it every day. It's more like... Uh, letting them know that we're here and that we understand them and we believe them. We understand the struggles because we live it ourselves. And we also understand that, you know, beyond the struggle, there's so much more life and that we um, are really in in this as a, as a business, as a thriving business, a for-profit, sharky uh, investment fund that wants to find the best of the best. And maybe there'll be somebody in that room who we'll meet today, you know? That's really why, why I'm there. I, I try not to um, imagine that I know so much <laughs> that I can impart that on others, but it's really just to kind of share what I have learned and seen on the road with others. Right, when you talk about the investment piece, mm. so after that, there's like a reverse pitch gonna be happening yeah. at 3686. Sure. So let's kind of, talk through that what are you expecting that to be like what is your message to maybe to that audience uh, I'd have to see the audience too because I'll kind of suss it out when I see who's in the room um, I speak what to are a you lot normally looking for well I just want to know who I'm speaking to it's not I don't do like you know the same thing for every every person and I I just kind of want to I like to connect yeah, with, you're all about that yeah I really do <laughs> I mean I, it, it's mostly because I'm not a good actress like I'm not a talented actress and I can't memorize, I can't even memorize people's names or like the last three digits of things. So I can't um, memorize what I'm saying. So it really is the way that I got over my stage fright was to just be in the moment so much that it was like having a conversation. So in order to do that, I have to like, like see who I'm talking to and see what I could talk about. I've only done a reverse pitch once and it was in Portland, Oregon earlier this year. And, um, you know, you're, I like it because, you know, you get to hear from investors and hear why you should take their money. I'm assuming that's what this is. Right, right. And uh, I think that's fun. I mean, because sometimes people give, I think, 
this is my opinion, I think sometimes entrepreneurs and investors give too much credit to investors as if we're, as if they and as if we are some sort of geniuses or have some sort of key to something that they don't. And it's not true. It's just, um, I guess in my case, I definitely worked for it. But in a lot of people's cases, it, it, it's like they worked for it. Um, but they're no smarter than the next person or they're no, you know what I mean? Like they don't have any sort of um, uh, crystal ball into the future. They have their opinions, their guesses, uh, their conviction, hopefully. And um, so I like the idea of an investor having to strip down and really think about why someone should take their money over the next person's. Earlier, we were talking a lot about hacks and I know you talk a lot about hacks and at a conference, at a festival like 3686, we have a lot of startup founders and people who are trying to do a lot with a little. Yes. So what are some of your favorite hacks these days? Oh, just in general. Um, <laughs> it's not so much a uh, um, money-saving hack, but one thing I t try to tell people every once in a while, because you want to kind of give hacks out you know, sparingly. <laughs> One thing you should do, in my opinion, is jump on Twitter. If, and if you don't have a Twitter account, get one just to lurk, whatever. Look at investors that you want to invest in your company. Look at their profile and look and see what they tweet about. That's cool. That's one thing. But look at what they're liking. There's like that column that you can click on or that tab you can click on to see what an investor likes, which tweets. And a lot of times, you know, it's not always they, they're liking it, they're loving it. It's more like they want to kind of give a nod to it or they want to you know, acknowledge it. But it's you can find out so much information about what like the, the, the sum of the parts, right, of of what an investor is thinking about, what's. If you know what an investor is looking at and paying attention to, you can start to shape and form what they may react to and what they may be interested in or something that they may have not announced yet that they're looking for. You can see, oh, they're, they're into this sort of thing, so maybe you know, I can have a conversation about that. So I, I learned that really early, and it actually helped me get investors for my fund. What do you think your, uh, your likes all <laughs> cumulatively say? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess um, that I that I that I have a, a sense of humor that I like things that are um, that keep me you know full of joy, and that I am outspoken, and that not only am I outspoken, but I like to amplify and support others who are. So with that information. Um, you're not just seeing me yelling at people on Twitter or, you know, screaming about something, especially politically, but you're seeing, oh, I, I'm also liking the GoFundMe page of this or the Kickstarter of this. And, and maybe that starts to help you understand deeper into what, because people ask me, what are you looking for in a company? I'm saying, and I'm saying I'm agnostic because our whole team is looking at things across, you know, but really you can start to learn I do have a sort of a, a leaning towards more media companies because I spent a lot of time um, working behind the scenes in music right. and, and you're managing a tour right now 
I'm not managing a tour. Oh. Right. I'm managing my own tour. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right okay. Now. But no, I um, there's uh, I have a friend named Janine. She's That's on Atlantic Records. Of. Yeah. So she um, she's getting ready to go back out on a tour. Okay. So you're kind of will you stay involved with that? I, I help her. So now what I do is I consult with her. Okay. Um, she yeah. has her team now because I'm just on the road all the time. Oh, totally. But we actually just texted like uh, like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> we keep in touch and um, I I help consult her on her on her tours. When you were talking about you're getting a lot of questions from founders saying, "What do you look for?" You're, you say, "I'm agnostic." Yeah. So this question is basically, you know, when you announce this really large fund, yeah, and you're, a lot of people are wanting to connect with yes. you and gain access and have a you know, increase their chances of whatever. What What are the things that you are you want to really make sure these founders understand yeah. when trying to approach you or any VC? But in this case, for you, mm-hmm. I've had some people sort of you know give it their give it this one shot of getting my attention somewhere you know and or getting someone on the team's attention and then not getting the answer they wanted and all of a sudden it's just like they turn <laughs> and it's like oh well you know it's a negative thing do you I have to, you have to understand like it took me two and a half my, me two and a half years to get the first few thousand dollars to start the fund so it's about i think it's like a lot of patience and a lot of like understanding all the roles and the people involved and the in the logistics involved i think even if we're not giving out tons of information like really thinking things through and and understanding that in order for us to have a fund in two years and five and 20 years we have to do well on these first few funds and so if we do well others will do well so you may not get a check on these funds you may not have been one of the 100 companies that did you know i'm glad for the ones who did but their existence and the existence of the fund may call you either through us in the future or our influence on venture capital you to get funding somewhere else and like i don't i mean it's going to be difficult to try to convince everybody to to you know we're all in this together but that if i can leave anybody with that with a message it's that it's that it's not necessarily about what's right in front of us it's about um my mom who is here she said to me once on a, on a car trip on a road trip she said that sometimes um uh the leaves don't uh, the, the the seed doesn't see the leaves right some you know yeah. so um and that's how i th- think about backstage and if we think about it as we're all working towards this together like Maybe we won't, every single one of us won't get the check, but maybe what we're doing is planting for like a really awesome future. Thank you so much Thank for you. being here. Yeah, thanks. And showing up and saying, I see you. We're a part of this together. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just the overall message is this is, we're all trying to push this forward. So you're incredible. Thank we're you. We're all a big fan. And really appreciate it. Final is just how can someone connect with you? Yeah, if you go to backstagecapital.com, we have a bunch of stuff on there. Please click around. Also go to backstagecapital.com slash the number 100, so 100. There's a whole new microsite that we've added that has a lot more information, too, and it's it's actually really cool. Uh, and then you can find me personally on, on Twitter, yelling at people, at Arlen was here, A-R-L-A-N was here. Also on Instagram, if you want to know what I did in the airport <laughs> that day, go to Instagram and, and, and find me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Disrupt the Continuum. 
This is the place where entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders share their story on how they're challenging the status quo to create their own path. I hope you follow along with us at launchtn.org slash podcast and join the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at launchtn. Launch Tennessee has received national recognition for statewide collaboration, an innovative economy, and stakeholder diversity. And that's because of amazing folks like yourself who are contributing to make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. Until next time, don't forget, be sure to subscribe at launchtn.org podcast, and we'll see you soon on another episode of Disrupt the Continuum.